it has come to my attention. <laughs> it's, it's really been in my attention sphere, but I've sort of been like, no, like probably not, right? No, I have concrete empirical evidence that Gen Z truly 100% wholeheartedly believes that once you hit 25, it is over. It is done. You've hit the wall. It's all downhill, baby. From there. Sad. I, I just have a lot to say about that because literally everybody that I work with is younger than I am. And the new guy today, the whole purpose of like him getting there for one of my colleagues is so that he would be younger. He has been the reigning youngest person in the office. And I sat down today, you know, not expecting to be personally attacked. I wasn't, I wasn't carrying a shield. I didn't have defensive Kelv, Ke Kevlar, Kel yeah, you, I almost you, called it Kevin. <laughs> defensive Kevin wasn't Kevin. there. And Kevin was not present. You did not go ready and prepared with I just, there was no, there was no crew. I didn't have my battle hat on, no. you know, I didn't know. I didn't have my chariots. They were abroad. Because the horses, so, where were they? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Crazy. So, I was sitting across from him when he threw a javelin at me and here's what it was. Okay. Sharp and right at my face. Okay. What year were you born? Asks innocent doe in the woods, Hannah. Oh, look out, Bambi. Your dad's about to get gunned down. Okay. 1998, 1998, my guy. Okay, and the guy who's new, he was also born after the Lion King, okay? He was born in 1998, and they were like, oh yeah, I'm like one month older than you, and I'm like, um, I wasn't emotionally prepared mm -hmm. to be verbally waterboarded with how young someone was. Right. And I was like, I have memories from 1998, you know? Oh, quite concrete. We were five in 1998, so we know. But like, I remember going to see The Lion King in theaters, mm -hmm. in theater, and that was 97. Yeah, yeah. Actually, my mother intentionally did not take me to see The Lion King, I think, because I was an easily traumatized child. <laughs> So there's a lot of things I wasn't allowed to watch. Power Rangers being one of them. Teletubbies should have been on that list, but it wasn't. So Emma took on a lot of emotional wounds for the people that she watched on TV. She was like, Anastasia lost her family. I am Anastasia. All of you are going to die. I did a lot of imprinting on Disney characters. That's true. So you're just quietly singing long ago, far away. <laughs> Once upon a December as you're driving yeah. oh, to yeah. like the grocery store. And mom was like, I have some concerns. <laughs> I'm right here and we've never even been to Russia. Worry. You're like, you don't know. You weren't there. So I was lost once. You know, so this is a SpongeBob episode where it's like an old season one episode, which by the way, premiered in what, 99? We have very concrete memories of that releasing as well. These kids like gives me the ick. I like know. Right these kids are like, oh, I love SpongeBob growing up. I'm like, you don't know SpongeBob growing up, first of all. And second of all, there's this episode where there's these two people, like the first fish is like, oh, I lost my pen. And the second one is like, oh, here, you can borrow mine. And it comes to SpongeBob saying, I lost something once. <laughs> I don't remember which episode it is, but it's an early one. And this is me <laughs> whenever people are just talking about like totally irrelevant things. I'm like, I, I lost it all. something once. <laughs> Do you want to know a hot take? Okay. I hated SpongeBob as a kid. 
I hated it. Mm-hmm. I was too emotionally evolved for it. Oh, sure. And that's what I would have told you when I was like seven. I'd have been like, listen, it's just not on my wavelength. Like, I understand it's humor for children. I do. I get its purpose. You know, there are several comedic tropes that it fits within. I just personally don't find it entertaining because genuinely when I was like under 10, I I held salons. Like I hung out with my mom's friends more than I hung out with like neighborhood kids. And I was around neighborhood kids. I would be like, oh, you poor children. Oh dear. Oh my. (laughs) I think that we just call that emotional drama. Um, (laughs) It could be. I'm just projecting perhaps. Okay, two words. Sounds like. <laughs> Triggered now. <laughs> Correct. So, anyway, that Anyways, was what I thought of. when. Let me bring us to a completely unrelated but happy moment. Okay. Picture it. Sicily. 1917. Okay. A young girl making her way in the world. I realized the other day that I hadn't made a Golden Girls reference on our podcast. Ever. And I remissed it. I was remiss. I I was shocked. Which also means really missed it. We just like to shorten it sometimes. I re-missed it. I missed it again. Like re-missed it. You know. There we go. Um. So anyway, I I was just saying to Emma. I don't think there's anything in life that is truly as satisfying. I mean, happy relationships, family, whatever. Mm, But what does that mean? But. (laughs) experiences very few things Uh top a really good breakfast like you go into the diner restaurant pick your venue picnic and outside if you're a heathen whatever you go into the venue and you are delivered exactly what you're picturing Mm -hmm. and it tastes exactly how it's supposed to taste Mm -hmm. and you're just enjoying this wholesome breakfast moment Mm-hmm. I tell you, for me, it's always what I picture is always Cracker Barrel because that's where we went for our breakfasts like all the time, all the time growing up and living in Georgia. This is where we had our like Sunday, we are hungover breakfasts all the time. I don't think I have very many memories of Cracker Barrel, but I'm from the Northeast of our state. So like, it's not as much of a thing there. It's more of a thing towards like Kentucky and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say our like military, like, oh, you, you know, you're having a late night or like we're in university, we're in college. We just like stay out till 6 a.m. because it's hot. Like those days we had Denny's, we had Denny's and I have very fond memories of the omelets and the coffee. And it was just, it was a wholesome moment because Honestly, some of the parties you went to, some of the experiences you had, not wholesome, not fun. But you get to the breakfast table after, and it's just all worth it, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, there were definitely many Denny's trips in California. So much Denny's. Chef's kiss. Waffle House. I love, yeah, they didn't have that out there. And then like I got to Georgia and there was Waffle House and I was like, finally, (laughs) my people. Yeah, I, I stand Waffle House. I've never, I personally never had Waffle House when I was drunk or hungover. I feel like I broke the rule, but. I was diagnosed before I'd ever had a chance to try Waffle House, so. Dad. Never, never got that. bad for you because those hatch browns are lit. 
from what I've heard about it, it's just drenched in grease. Exactly. Like whatever you order is just like, and a portion of grease. I, will, I mean, honestly, though, like they have really good waffles. Like, like I would hope so, considering that their entire theme is a waffle. <laughs> their waffles are shite, but, but the rest of their food. <laughs> but you know, you use some places like chains such as IHOP. Maybe their pancakes aren't really that great. Did everyone or just people where we grew up know the IHOP joke? I'm not sure which one you're referring to. Where does a one-legged waitress work? <laughs> IHOP. <laughs> what do they call her? Eileen. <laughs> no. no, it must have been just a loser's joke. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> all I think of when I hear IHOP is like, IHOP. <laughs> what do they call her? Uh, so we should get into this quick tea. Right, because Hannah and I are really the epitome of concise and succinct speakers. And do you know what kills me is when people say the C in succinct and they say succinct. Wrong. It is incorrect. It hurts. It hurts like a kidney. Succinct. It hurts. Yeah, it's succinct. Just adding a letter. What are you doing? They're pronouncing the first C and then they're sliding into the second one. Okay. Wrong. I'm, I'm wrong telling you, wrong and Jim Carrey the Grinch would agree with me on that. So and Jim Carrey the Grinch is who we take with us everywhere we go. <laughs> uh, and he presides over things and he's our judge. Right. So, so who are you to fight the Grinch? Andy Lou? I don't who think so. are you? <laughs> So anyway. this week's quick tea is going to just be kind of chatty. It's going to be a little bit society page six for us, mm -hmm. which is exciting for me and for Emma. You know, she's getting through it. She's already in therapy. <laughs> so what more harm could we do? Um, you know, <laughs> As <a challenge>. <laughs> <laughs> um, anywho, so uh, we're going to be talking about the Met Gala a little bit and just our 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 thoughts are T-H-O-T-S's. Mm -hmm. Their names are Emma. So, <laughs> so um, quick note before we do that, because I, one, love to talk about myself, and two, think that I'm a very important person. I have news for you, team. And if you're friends with me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram, you saw my notes about this. But I will tell you anyway, just in case you're like some random person that lives in Brazil and you have no idea like who we are. Uh, we've had listeners in Brazil. Um, we're international, so it's not a big deal. I feel like that's someone in like North Dakota on a VPN. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Shut up. It's fine. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> We're international. Anyway. Anyway, obrigado for those who are listening. <laughs> I have, maybe unwisely, we'll see, I've accepted two internships. The first. Bye. The, 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 uh, is. The one. <laughs> the one. The first one uh, is. Um, and unfortunately, it's not in Paris. I can't imagine why they didn't send me there immediately. <laughs> it's fine. The first is with a company. I won't say the company names or anything on here. Um, I don't know if they would want me to. I really don't know what their um I think you did process. last time, just so you know. I don't remember. Anyway, the first one is with a... It's technically, like, 
a radio podcasting company that also like they do a lot of things they write articles they do a podcast they like do workshops so mixed media yeah, so their focus is entrepreneurship and they do um, even further focus on women entrepreneurs and so mm-hmm. I, I i manage the facebook social media side I, I say manage really i just schedule posts and um I, I'm overseen by someone who actually handles social media, like all the platforms. I do I do Facebook specifically. The second one is with a New York State Democratic senator. And in particular, I will be, from what they said, I'll be working in like the military slash VA casework section. So um, catch a girl, being a politician is not a big deal. So How about that? Anyway. How's it going so far? Because well, you've had your first day with one, and uh-huh. I don't think you've started the other, have you? No, they say they wanted to orientation this week, so hopefully on Friday we see that. But uh, it was really good. I, so on th- Tuesdays from like 9 to 1, I go to the office for the first one, which is on Fifth Avenue, and the view is like spectacular. Like You've got like the – I don't know the specific buildings that are around me. You know, I'm out far from Park Avenue, and so you have like a bunch of these just like crazy buildings around you, and it's like – Excuse me. First of all, who am I? And second of who all, who among us did not I, drink? This? I feel as if I'm finally around my people. We have cold brew on tap, so I'm just saying. And the second one, what, what is that? I have arrived. Oh, oh what's that from? It's Disney. Yes, it's no, it's uh, the something has arrived. The fun has arrived. The fun, the has, fun arrived. has arrived. What's it from? God, it's gonna drive me nuts. We're gonna think of it like halfway through this uh, I don't remember. I might have to Google. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, just self-brag on that, basically. I'm prepared for my future. I really honestly did not want to take on internships because I abhor doing work that I already have experience in for free, which is why I took internships in things I have no experience in, so that I can justify not getting paid. So Tarzan. One of the gorillas. Uh, the whatever the the ape's name is, chimp, ape, chimpanzee, she an ape. I don't know. She's a she's a primate of some kind. And yeah, thank you. That was gonna drive me absolutely crazy. Anyway. Well, I'm very proud of you and your two internships, and I think it's gonna be very good. Um, we're actually gonna be talking a lot about New York, so it's interesting that you brought up Fifth Avenue. <laughs> I. We'll give like a brief spiel about myself just because we're not going to do a, you know, tea of the week. Mm-hmm. So around Sunday, you know, who among us does not get a seasonal cold? I ask you, I ask you. So, you know, I, I was ready for a seasonal cold. Okay. I, you know, I had not marked out any dates in my diary, but I was like, okay, I'll probably get a seasonal cold. That's fine. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a, a tickle, a slight tickle coming on like last week. And I was like, maybe I'm just like getting a dry throat. Nothing's happening. I, I don't know the sniffles. Casual. And then the sniffles cometh. And I'm like, okay, maybe I just have the sniffles. And then Sunday, my voice packed town, packed and left town, like left on a midnight train to Georgia, gone, out, she out the building. I'm not going to belabor the point, but I don't have a voice. So <laughs> basically, I have had to explain to people for like a week now, not a week, it's like three days, but the point being, it's been a long time. And <laughs> I've had to explain to people that I don't have a voice and they're like, well, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, 
I physically don't know how to further answer your question besides telling you that I've lost my voice. And I was like, I've taken multiple COVID tests. I do not have COVID. I, I am negative. I am as negative as negative can be. <laughs> which is usually Emma's role, She's, but today it's me. People have been calling her Nancy. She said negative. People have been calling me that, I will say. Um, but the point being, like, I don't have COVID. It doesn't appear to be anything more than, like, a seasonal cold sniffle combo that has led to my voice quitting her job. But I'm like, and so many people have been asking me, like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like... I didn't get run over by a Mack truck. I just don't have a voice. Like I'm fine, but I have activities where I need to speak and I'm unable to complete those without sounding like a Disney mouse. Like mm -hmm. this is, this is the life I'm living, you know? And so I naturally luckily have quite a low voice. So it's not like a drastic, drastic change, but obviously it's not pleasant to speak like this you know you don't really want to be talking but it's also not pleasant to keep your mouth shut for four days straight so here we are but yeah i just i keep kind of waiting for my voice to to write me a text and be like hey i was hasty the other day i didn't think this through i want to come home and i would run out put a robe on her put a ring on her finger and bring her inside for a feast because i need her back like I have a I have, lot to do. I have a solution to one of your problems. Just just one, because I'm not a miracle worker, Hannah. Okay, like the expectations, they're too high. Okay, lower. Bring them down, ratchet them down. them down. Okay, so um, we, we at the TCT believe that we are problem solvers. And for the people asking you what happened to you, all you have to do, super easy, single stream solution are you ready i am prepared you hold up a copy of the little mermaid hard stop and that's where you end it <laughs> you just point aggressively to ariel maybe like indicate towards ursula and that's it <laughs> you can stop there you, you owe no other explanations so <laughs> I foolishly surrendered my voice to a sea witch because I'm an idiot. <laughs> it wasn't even for a man. <laughs> it was for legs. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Um, so anyway. You know, the funniest explanation though, I was I was at like a going away and I stopped by because I, I really debated because especially if you know, you've lost your voice or if you're feeling under the weather, mm -hmm. You just don't really want to go to things. You want to stay home and you want to try to rest. But this guy that we know is going to uni, he's very, very cool. And I used to do youth work with him. Like, he's he's a really cool kid. And I was like, I really want to see him off. Like, I really want to stop by at least and, like, say hi. Sure. And we'd already paid for and ordered our meal there. So we was going to go, okay? We was going to get our chicken. <laughs> it was, it, we got Nando's. It was rotisserie. We had to. <laughs> it was Nando's we had to so so i i went and somebody you know i don't always have my filter on especially if i'm a little bit under the weather and normally i try to run things through the be nice filter but sometimes i just one i can't relate and two do yeah and there's never owned one of those so it's fine i i was somebody was like what happened to your voice and i'm like prayer works luke's been praying here I am. And he sat for a minute and stared at me. 
and then eventually put together that I had implied that my husband had prayed that I lost my voice. And he was like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was thinking like, that was my other solution. If I was going to go with the little mermaid, I was like, I guess you could say like, Luke just really found the blue fairy and made a great wish. And here we are. He cashed in on that genie. Let me tell you, you know, (laughs) he was like, give her some time to like close her affairs and then just mute that bit. (laughs) Mute. And you know, uh, uh, yeah, (laughs) here we are. Um, Hannah's condition has been explained and now no one can get mad at the TCT. Yeah, I definitely, like, we wanted to do a short episode anyway. I almost said schedulematically this week. (laughs) What is occurring? Mm -hmm. Uh, Programmatically, Mm -hmm. we wanted to do a quick tea anyway. But I also was like, if I was you guys, I wouldn't want to listen to this New York jazz singer forever. Or Howard's mother, whichever one I sound like. Um, I wouldn't want to listen to her for, for, like, an hour and a half. So... We are going to try to keep this quick. You could sound like Fran Drescher. It could be worse. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I have a normal voice, I can do a fantastic Janice. Mm. Oh, my God. I don't think I can do it with this red. Oh, my God. talking <laughs> about? It's all, it's all nasal, and that's, like, your prime condition at this time. So. My little bing-a-ling. <laughs> Painful. Oh, love her. So, any hoozle, we shall st- get going. Okay, here we are. We're revving up. Engines are going. Mm-hmm. We're ready to go. One time, sorry, my last anecdote, um, I used to drive my friends around, because, like, for a long time, I was the only, I was the oldest of my friends. I had the car yeah. for, like, six months when I was growing up. And so I have I have a friend. Not, we're not friends anymore, really. But I had a friend who let's um, call her Pam. <laughs> I wouldn't call her the brightest star in the sky, you know. Like she was up there, but people were kind of like, "Is that is that a star?" Because it kind of just looks like a rock. It, I, is but, that Cassiopeia? <laughs> what is that? So, so she. I I don't know if she truly believed me, but maybe she just humored me. But like, I'm pretty sure she like truly believed that I could do this. I have my I have my emergency breakdown, and what I would do is I'd press the button and be like, no, 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 like when I press this, I can like the car will speed up like so fast. It was my rocket launcher basically. <laughs> I would press it, and then like at the same time, I would just gun it. And she, when I let go, I would like just immediately like I wouldn't press the brake super hard, but I'd like step off the gas so suddenly that the car would like lurch a little bit, and she would like truly believed <laughs> that. I could do this. So speaking of revving your engines, I had a rocket launcher on my Chevy Cavalier. So this is why it's important to vaccinate your kids. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's the message. We're giving it to you firsthand. Vaccinate. So speaking of vaccination, I actually have one more anecdote that I promised I would talk about because it never happens to me. If you had bet you would have lost your money because I, Hannah, mm-hmm. had an Instagram fight last week. That is true. <gasps> and is this, I mean, is it? Is I can't tell if it's evolution or if we're devolving because I think it's devolution for sure. Like diva evolution. Got it. Got it. Got it. 
devolving quickly, sure. rapidly. And, you know, just going back to the primordial ooze. But basically, I, I just couldn't not say something. I wanted to not say something. I wanted to be the bigger person. I wanted to sure. move on with my life. I want to go, hey, it's your bread. Butter it how you want to. I don't care how you feel because it doesn't affect how I feel. You feel how you want to feel. You do you boo boo in the words of Confucius. But I couldn't. Twouldn't work. And it didn't. So basically, I won't get into the full details, but this person who I previously followed and immediately unfollowed after this post posted a lot about, it was like story after story after story. And it was all about anti-vax, which I honestly would have been okay with. Like I really would have. But then they started talking about how it wasn't just anti-vax. If you believed in God, you should be anti-vax is basically the message. And she was going on and on about how America is a dictatorship and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hi, have you lived there for the last 200 years? Hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> like, so anyway, so it was just like a combination of factors, but mostly it was like, well, Jesus protects me. So that's why I don't get vaccinated. And I'm like, that's it, Blanche. <laughs> You're getting the full might. And I typed and untyped this message about six times because at first I went in hot and I was like, too much, too much. Bring it back, bring it back. Reel it in, reel this it in. This is the prime difference between Hannah and I. Yeah, this is this is genuinely like if you drew a line, it's like how we're different as people. This is my side of that line. And then I settled on something that I thought was a very, I would call it stern, but not rude, check mm -hmm. to her because I would, ooh, I said her. <laughs> um, but I just, I was like, I don't think responsibly as a Christian, I can leave you to just say these things and not like check you, you know, truth and love girl, truth and love. But like, I, I don't, I don't know about all that. And the message, I wasn't expecting you to response back because in true Hannah form, I was like, Oh, I should really delete that. I probably shouldn't. I shouldn't have sent that. It wasn't big of me. And then I got a message back and I was like, so I opened it and it was exactly what I would have, what I should have expected her to say. You know, it was just like, like nothing to do with the price of tea in China, just exactly how she feels and no basis in facts. And she was calling me not a real Christian and that's fine. Sure. You'll do your bubble. But it just, I, I just had one of those moments that you just get hot under the collar and, and like, I think that's why I don't engage very much with social media because I don't do very, like, I'm not a very confrontational person. I'm gonna come back this up. Like I will confront people who need to be confronted, but I don't seek conflict. Well, like you should see Hannah and I on vacations together because the moment oh someone gosh. is rude to us, I'm uh. like, excuse me. And I was like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. I'm literally like <laughs> slithering under the table, like shimmying my chair to get away. And Emma is like broken her neck, like, excuse me, like all the way sideways, like ready to engage. And I'm just, I'm not like that because I like to choose the mountains that I die on carefully. Sure. Like I really do. And 
I died on this one. It was a, it was a mountain. And, and you know what? The sad part is like, this is the thing that I find so futile about doing all this like social media arguing back and forth. It's like her opinion didn't change. Me arguing with her didn't do anything. Like me checking her, she didn't have an aha epiphany moment where she was like, I have been communicating the wrong thing. And I have been influencing the thousands of people that follow me to do something that is not correct. Mm -hmm. And I should deal with that. Mm -hmm. No, it was like, I said what I said. I was like, okay. Speaking of social media, I, this is going to be, this is going to sound so stupid and so contrived and so vain. And it is that I've, at this point, I'm down. So I'll preface this by saying sometimes Instagram gets its act together and it goes through and it deletes ghost accounts or it deletes bots accounts, you know, and a lot of inactive accounts get deleted or, you know, put to the wayside. This I mean, I'm no, I'm not ignorant in thinking that like every person that follows me is a real person for sure. Like, of course I have bots following me. Like, I'm not at all surprised by that. But there are so many of them that when Instagram does this, my account, my follower account gets dramatically influenced. And I think I'm down like a thousand followers because of this. And some of them might be actual genuine people who don't want to follow me anymore, fine. But the percentage wise, like I, 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 I this has happened before and it's so weird because like I get this this huge downsurge of like ghost accounts or fake accounts or whatever going away, and then once that's done, an upsurge again when new ones are made or people come back, whatever. So, but it has, hasn't happened in a while, and I've had to really like talk to myself and be like, it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. not real, it's not significant. But as a person who like was so obsessed with social media for so long and set my entire validation in like how many followers am I getting? And when you look at my like post engagement, how many followers I have doesn't make any sense. I'm like, y'all, y'all aren't even like looking at my, you probably don't even see my content in your algorithm. So like, you know, and I only follow like brands that I like or people that I know, like, I don't, I only follow compared to my follower count. I follow not even a quarter of that amount. So, yeah, I mean, Anyway, I have had to really be like, don't set your worth in that because it doesn't yeah. mean anything, you know? And yeah. another thing that's come to mind is like, well, what will people that follow me think when they see this dropping? And I'm like, do they even notice, you yeah. know? So. Nobody cares about the stuff that you worry about even a quarter as much as you do. Mm-hmm. Like, and I have to tell myself that all the time. Cause like my, my makeup's been doing this thing where it gets really patchy. And I don't understand it, but nobody cares about it. I care about it. Like nobody's like, there are a few speckles on your chin that I don't understand. What's going on there? No, no one, mm-hmm. no one. It's just me. And actually this transitions really well into what we were going to talk about because mm-hmm. we were going to talk about the Met Gala and like, a let's talk about who wore what and let's break it down because Emma doesn't care. And to be honest, I care marginally, I would call it like, I'm interested, I'll flick through who wore what, and then I'm done. You know, I'm not I'm not reposting it. I'm not taking polls of my own. I'm not contributing to like, this is the best dress list. And I voted 50 times for Shaniqua. You know, like, it's, it's just not that important to me. But there was a theory that I thought was really interesting, which was mm-hmm. that 
especially like the elite social functions. So we're talking like New York Fashion Week. We're talking the Met Gala, you know, not necessarily Hollywood premieres because those can kind of be hit or miss depending on the movie, but like higher or more exclusive society events are kind of like a sorority. It's really, really fun from the outside because of the exclusivity. As soon as you get on the inside, you see all the cracks in the molding and you know, like you see all of the reality of it and it's not exciting anymore. So I just thought it was like a really interesting thought because I think the reason that like, you know, watching for me, like I like watching reality TV and I love like the Real Housewives series, but I wouldn't want to be a Real Housewife. Like the interest for me is that it's a different way of life, not being in the room. And I think the same could probably be said for like New York Fashion Week. Like it would be cool to go once, but like going yearly, I've never heard anybody speak that well of it. Like it's a lot of faff. It's a lot of clothes changing. It's a lot of like being at a party to be at a party. You're not like enjoying the moment. You're not with your friends having a great time. You're just like taking pictures on your phone, leaving in a car to go to a different party. Mm -hmm. And the same is true for like the Met Gala. You know, you spend so much time picking out these outfits and picking out exactly how the red tar carpet look is going to go. And you do that. And you go inside and you take like a few pictures that will be featured in the magazine. But like, are you having that much fun? Yeah. Is it that great of a time? You know, I have to think like if we as average people, you know, whatever, like yeah. we're, no we're normal, so to speak. Um, we, let's say we get an invite to one of these events, right? Like, hey, you won a ticket or like you've been gifted a ticket, whatever. If you can't, let's say that the stipulation is you're not allowed to tell anybody that you went you're not allowed to have photos of it you're not allowed nope. to tell anyone that you went would you go i would go because of the novelty but if they were like you get a two-year pass you get to go this year and next year but the condition is you can't take any pictures that you post you know you can take pictures for yourself but you can't show them to anybody even your friends even your family you can't tell anybody about what you did i wouldn't go the second year mm -hmm. I wouldn't. It would be the novelty of it. It would be the like the ooh shiny magpie effect of like, oh, that's something new that I didn't have access to before. It's it's scarcity. You know, it's it's interesting and sexy because I don't have access to it. Yeah. Not because it in and of itself is interesting and sexy. I mean, you go for the Met Gala in particular, like it's supposed to have, you know, raise funds for for the Met. Right. That's the whole idea. One, I don't believe all that money goes to the Met. Like. I'm sure if it does every single year, they would never need money again. Right. And maybe some of it goes towards costs of the event itself. I don't know. You know, like I'm not in the funding department. You really shouldn't put me there, but I'm <laughs> not, you know, no one's hiring me to be an accountant. I'll say, I'll, I'll say it. I wouldn't hire myself either. I don't even do my own taxes. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, but I, I have to wonder like, it's such this expensive and elite event where celebrities go like one, I bet most of their dresses and looks, at least for the women, they're probably lent to them. A lot of the time designers will lend clothing to them. But like, why would you keep it anyway? What are you wearing it to again? Yeah, I just, and Hannah and I were talking about this on the phone earlier and she already mentioned it, but like the only reason these events get any sort of clout anyway is because we can't go to them. Yep. So like, 
this is why celebrities, like, why all the articles are like, who were what at the Met Gala? Like, I don't care. Personally, I don't care. I, I can't bring myself to, to give, a, give a crap when I'm doing my own thing. Maybe if I had, like, no life whatsoever, I'd be like, oh, my God, please tell me. <laughs> I'm like, I care. What does that say? But I What does that say? No, no, no. I care in the sense that I'm interested in fashion and I'm interested in celebrity news. Mm-hmm. And... I think it's because it's the like, watch what happens in the terrarium syndrome. Like, I want to know what's on the other side of the glass, not because I want to be on the other side of the glass, but because it's interesting and different. Mm -hmm. And yeah, no, I agree. And I think like, I've heard somebody say, um, I follow a lot of, you know, reality TV style celebrities, actual celebrities, blah, blah, blah. And I don't think anybody with actual celebrity would say this, but one of the reality TV stars was like, I honestly don't go to fashion week because it's so stressful. It's not fun. You can't go anywhere. You can't go to dinner in New York that week. Like it's miserable to be in New York during fashion week if you live there. And the whole reason that you go is just to get photographed there. Like you're not enjoying it. And honestly, you're not having a great time like you're photographed with these people who are like need to be seen and like what can this get me you know what can this get me in terms of sponsorships and stuff like that but nobody's like oh I love you I'm so excited you're here there's no genuine connection at the event and I just thought that was really interesting and and thought-provoking because a lot of these events like yeah I'm interested in the clothes and I could tell you which outfits I didn't like and which outfits I did like but mostly it's the exclusivity of it. It's seeing what the people will wear and then they go in, you know, I, I think it's why I love like shows like Downton Abbey so much. Like it's because it's a totally different lifestyle that I will never live. And so seeing what it looks like, even through a fictionalized portrayal is very, very interesting to me. I would say like when it comes to like other shows, like at least with award shows, one, they're televised. So you see what goes on off of the red carpet, right? I don't know if the Met Gala is, but like, what are you doing there? You eat chicken and like, hey, thanks for supporting the Met and also for coming here because otherwise we um, wouldn't have no money because, you know. We like, ain't none, never leave. <laughs> we ain't none, never leave. But at least with like television shows, not television, televised shows like the Oscars or the Grammys. And yeah. Like that, you know, like at least it's, there's a reason that people are there, right? You know, like, I, I doubt that everyone who went to the Met Gala was like, yes, it's a great <clears> cause, <throat> that's why I'm going, you know. But at least if you go to the Oscars, you probably, if you're being featured at all, have a stake of some kind, you know. At least with the same with the Grammys, so. Well, and I think the Met Gala has really changed over time with the celebrity culture revolution, if you'd call it that, in, like, the 70s and 80s, where celebrities were interesting in and of themselves, not just for their accomplishments. Mm -hmm. Because the Met Gala used to be, like, an exclusive exhibition series. So you'd go to a gala dinner, but you'd see, like, exclusive um, exhibits before they go to the public, or you'd see where the money was going in terms of restoration of these pieces, or, like, you've sponsored with your ticket a new blah, 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 whatever the thing is that they were bringing out. And now I think it's so much about the celebrities that I imagine there's very little in terms of actual museum mm-hmm. iconography around. Yeah. 
I mean, for me, once you lose the purpose of why you started something to begin with, it's not even worth doing it anymore. So, yeah. and I think that's why we see a lot of burnout in a lot of areas. I mean, just from our own experience, because I definitely felt this going into the Louvre. I loved the Louvre. It was way less sexy than I thought it was going to be. For sure. It was a beautiful museum. It, it's fantastically designed. The pieces in it are lovely. But as soon as you step through the threshold, it becomes immediately less attractive. Mm -hmm. Like staring at the pyramids outside, you're like, oh, wow. Like that is culture. That is art. I'm amazed at that. And you go inside and you're like, hmm. oh, it was a nice museum. That's but cool. it looks like a museum. But it's a museum. Like, yeah. And, yeah. and I think it's the the hidden the hidden valley, you know, yeah. where the ranch comes from. I felt kind of the opposite when we went to, um, <clears throat> uh, why is the name escaping me right now? Um, Give me an animal, vegetable, mineral. What do we got? Antoinette. <laughs> oh, when we went to Versailles. Versailles, yes. And I think that's just because once you go inside, it's, I felt that they really try to maintain the integrity of the original structure. But Versailles, I think, also is something that feels so otherworldly that right. to see that it was real is in and of itself a grounding experience. Like, mm -hmm. the Louvre was their Paris palace. So it's interesting from a historical perspective to think this used to be a house. Like, that was interesting. But the above ground portion, you know, not the, the below ground. Mm -hmm. But going to Versailles, you're just so agog at all of the ornate structures and how lavish it was and that people lived here full time. Mm -hmm. And you're taking all of that in because it feels unreal. So the fact that it is real is the interesting part. Right. Whereas when it comes to these like celebrity events, it, it just, to me, one, those are incomparable. Like I would never compare seeing Versailles to like the Met Gala. <laughs> like they're on two different planes completely. But yeah, but my um, I only mention those because I think that especially in Western culture, because like I don't think other countries really have this kind of stuff going on. Like China, we see is already like very limit, like they're super limiting celebrity exposure, like intentionally, which you could argue is kind of like has its own drawbacks and, and problems that they'll, they'll see in the future. But I digress. Um, I, I know I was going somewhere with this, but. but but basically, I just think that it's it's just name dropping at the end of the day, and I think it yeah. just is, it doesn't it feels very contrived, and I'm just I'm intent I'm so unimpressed with it, you know. So yeah. maybe that's just the outsider's perspective, but that's just how I feel. Well, and I think, yeah, I think making an event to make an event is so much less interesting than making an event for a purpose, like what you were saying. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it just makes me think because I was saying this to Emma earlier, like in our early twenties, we would have thrown ourselves over a bed of glass to get anywhere near a society function because we're, we're average people, just like Emma was saying, like we come from, I would say lower middle-class family for myself. Emma comes from like middle-class-ish, yeah maybe yeah. upper middle on one side, but like definitely middle class, like nowhere near a society. You're not trust fund babies. Okay. 
The only spoons we had in our mouths were the ones that we ate or discounted. Gerber plastic, my guy. <laughs> Gerber plastic. But this is what I'm saying. Like, even debutantes are such a sexy idea to me because it's so different from how I grew up. Like, having two middle names, really cool because it, it's like it conveys this sense of importance and, like, it's just so different. And, yeah, I just I think it's important to recognize that. And this is kind of ties all back together because in the same way as social media is so much about the presentation of something more than the substance, it's really, really easy to get lost in like, oh, this is going on or this is the most important thing or if I could just get here, I'd be happy. Like there's just so much more to life. And, and I think once you get there, you'd find it empty. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that once you, maybe, it's this is the hardest part like before you sit on your own i think that's probably the hardest thing to break away from you know because it's really like your whole life at that point like we yeah. see Kenzie right now they're not really in they're still in college they haven't really broken out to the professional world yet you know and so right now of course like tiktok huge amazing huge part yeah. of my life i have to be i have to make an impression here whatever and then once once you hit Honestly, once you hit 25 and above, maybe this is why they have such a bad opinion of it. I don't know. You just stop caring as much. Hopefully you stop caring as much because now you have a job, you know, that relies on actual expertise and hopefully something you're passionate about. So you just got bigger fish to fry. Like yeah. you have rent to deal with. You have bills to deal with. You have a life plan to make for yourself. You don't have the luxury of the time that you like. Do you remember the amount of time you used to spend worrying about whether someone liked you or not like a, a girlfriend like remembering in high school does that girl like me mm -hmm. and i remember spending an inordinate amount of time thinking about it and i'm like now i could meet someone and live with them for four months and i still wouldn't care that much if they liked me like i would care but i would have so many other things to get on with that like it just couldn't occupy the same amount of brain space and i think that's what aging and maturing does with you like and you stop caring you. about going to celebrity functions unless you want to watch them and judge the outfits yeah yeah it's fine here's i'm not trying to handle that i enjoy doing that as a pastime it's not about you no, having I'm no just substance I'm just... in your life but there are some people who like are really dedicated to this right like they're like oh my god I'm so so <laughs> yeah. interested i'm not trying to shade on you or anything like that if that's something you're genuinely interested in okay but like I, I guess I just can't relate to it. I don't want to be judgmental, but I'm just saying I feel like there are so many more other um, substantial things that we could really be devoting our energy to. But that comes across as me saying, like, your hobbies are invalid, and I don't mean that. So, so anyway. <coughs> um, All right. Let's end on a high note. Let's, let's end on something happy. Um, okay. Oh, um the vaccine works because I tested negative for COVID after one of my fellow students tested positive. So, ta-da! I could not be more happy for you. Um, double jabbed is double the win. Oh, I can end on this. I was talking to my colleagues about how I wanted to speak better French. And I was saying, listen, we should have an analyst exchange program. And because we have a Paris office, but there's no like analyst team there. Mm. And I was like, send me there. Two months, I come back, I speak French. And I was like, that's what we call a win-win. Le win-win. <laughs> and so... What a plug. Basically, I am going to move to Paris 
with Emma. And so it will not only be not transcontinental, it will be same country nental. Fransnental. Fransnental tea. So get your new merch, FNT. It'd be great. Don't worry. We want to do an official rebrand, but like we'll have options. Not option. Yeah, we have choices. So this was a very long, quick tea. <laughs> we but great. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm sorry for the quality of my voice. I will endeavor to not get tricked into giving up my voice by a sea witch again. Mm-hmm. But who can who say? Can say? <laughs> it's a surprise. <laughs> so I am Hannah. And I am Emma. Oh, now oh. that.